So guess what, guys? We're back with season three of the podcast. We are going to talk about choosing your campaign goal wisely. Might be the most important factor to ultimate success in a crowdfunding campaign. So we're going to explore that. Hold on. Here we go. Welcome to Funding the Performing Arts podcast. Open and frank discussion about supporting and growing the performing arts, such as instrumental, vocal, drama, dance, marching, and pageantry arts. Hey folks, welcome to Funding the Performing Arts podcast. I am your host, Brian Gilbert. And uh, if I sound a little different, well, we haven't done one of these things since October of 2018. So this is kind of the relaunch and reboot of our Funding the Performing Arts podcast. So um, I've been in touch recently with numerous programs around the United States. And I just had two people within the last week remark that they had been through our podcast episodes and they kind of felt like they knew me. And then when they heard me talk on the phone, it was like, oh my God, it's that guy. So that kind of felt a little strange, but I guess I can I can understand that. But um, if I sound a little different, this, uh, is a di- this is a new space. So my family, we moved in April, in mid-April. And uh, we're still in Delaware. We're just a little bit west of where we were, probably about 20 minutes away. Um, the nice part about it is I have a, a great home office set up now. It's still in a little bit of uh, a flux, a little bit of transition. There's a lot of hard surfaces in here. I sound, I feel like I sound pretty ringy, ringy. Um, and if you hear some outside uh, ambient noise in the background, it just decided to pour like act of God rain here. It's crazy. Um, recording this on June 10th. Uh, and yeah, so tonight we are going to talk about campaign selection, goal selection, target selection. And more than that, we're going to talk about what kind of a campaign you should think about running. So now looking back, we are now into the beginning of year three, which is incidentally why this is episode 301. Um, We've seen a lot of campaigns come and go. We've seen some campaigns just absolutely crush it, uh, a lot of them actually, but then we've seen some others that have uh, not performed really well. And those are generally outside of our control. Um, And sometimes they're outside of the ensemble director's control, to be honest. Uh, But what we have found is we have not really come across any organization that has selected or opted to run a member campaign, meaning that the member becomes the beneficiary of the fundraising, meaning activity fees, band trips, drum corps tuition. Um, We've seen some kids individually in a vacuum do really, really well with uh, the program, with with our platform. But the entire group doesn't typically adopt those campaigns across the board. And I think the reason why is that let's say it's a drum corps and each of the member students have to raise $4,000 or so uh, to participate. And that $4,000, by the way, that might knock your head sideways, but that's not an unrealistic figure. In fact, some of the uh, DCI world-class drum corps are much higher than that. And... What it really comes down to is, you know, some students are going to are going to look for every and any opportunity to raise money, uh, but oftentimes a lot of them don't, and they have other plans, or they're working jobs, or they have a rich, wealthy relative that's going to underwrite their their tour fee, whatever it may be. 
Um, some kids will just go out and, and do their own GoFundMe page, which is fine. But I know a lot of the organizations that we work with don't like that because now you've got a kid potentially out there creating a page. Um, let's say it's in, in the drum corps arena where that student is going out and they're using the logo. They're using, um, they're basically painting the picture of, a, of, of that drum corps brand uh, out there on, in the social media space. And that student may or may not actually have a contract signed with that organization yet, meaning that they might be auditioning and they might want to go march the Concord Blue Devils or the Santa Clara Vanguard or Phantom Regiment or Crossman or uh, any one of a number of them. Um, they might be hoping they march it and they might be hoping they get accepted and make, make the line. Um, but if they don't, what happens to that money? So I know a lot of drum corps tend to not look too terribly favorably on um, on student-driven GoFundMes. So our solution is a little bit more elegant than that, where the organization sets up the page, the organization creates the ask, and then the pages are lightly personalized for each individual student with their name, with a, uh, a profile picture or an image, uh, should they decide to incorporate one. And then our system basically does all the heavy lifting from there. Um, all the student really needs to do is add their contact list on, into our platform and away we go. So it's really simple. But nevertheless, um, those campaigns are not very well um, executed in a lot of cases. And I think the reason being is that there's just not a high opt-in percentage. Um, for instance, last spring we had a drum corps, um, you know, invite all of their members to be, a, you know, to be a part of the campaign. They highly suggested it. And, and a high percentage of the kids had not fully paid for their tour yet. Uh, out of 150 students, only nine opted in. Now, each of those nine students raised on average $1,000 to help offset, you know, at least, you know, upwards of 25% of their, of their tour fee, which is fantastic. But, um, the opportunity that they missed was that then I became aware of the fact that they lease a kitchen truck, a food service truck for the summer, for the summer tour season. So for about four months, they pay about $65,000 for a truck that doesn't even really fully meet their needs. But they're throwing the, these large sums of money away every year. And they've done it for the last number of years. And I thought, well, gee, if we got half of your drum corps, 75 kids to each raise money, you know, to the level of those nine that opted in for the member campaign, that'd be well, well enough money to go ahead and, and, and underwrite, you know, probably go buy a truck or at least get, you know, get a nice down payment together for one. So it, I think the, the takeaway from that is what seems like the biggest pressing need financially is not always the best strategic move financially. And I know to the listener, you might be saying, well, you don't know. Well, it's exactly right. I don't know. I found out later that, you know what, that member focused campaign seemed like a great idea at the time. But in hindsight, that's a horrible idea. It was a complete waste of time. And meanwhile, you had 141 other members that did nothing but probably could have gotten excited or enthused or motivated or, you know, forced <laughs> some sort of forced compliance to, to get off their butt and raise a little money for the drum corps and take a big chunk out of their next kitchen trailer purpose, uh, purchase. So I, I do think 
that there are times when you really need to be careful. Uh, again, the campaigns that we see over and over and over again that work really, really well are the the goals and the targets that affect 100% of your members. So if it's, let's say, an indoor indoor winter guard, indoor percussion ensemble that's going to be traveling to WGI's championships in Dayton, Ohio, um, you know, that's that's obviously a goal and an outcome that affects 100% of your membership in that, in that group. So you're going to get close to 100% participation, or at least you can justify possibly putting a little bit more pressure on your kids to do that. Um, you know, things like trucks, trailers, uniforms, even equipment, but in some cases, equipment can be a little weird. For instance, let's say you're in a high school band program, marching band program, and you need new marching battery equipment for your drumline. Well, that drumline, you might have, I don't know, uh, seven snares, three quads, five bass drums, uh, maybe five cymbals. So that's what a total of 15 kids. And yes, those instruments are very expensive. And they're highly specialized instruments that um, you really want to buy quality and you don't want to buy middle t- middle or lower tier stuff uh, because they just won't hold up. But here's the thing. You've got 15 kids playing those instruments, but you have 125 kids in your group. How do you get the other 110 kids excited to go buy instruments for those 15 kids that, you know, I you know if I'm a third clarinet player, I don't play those drums I'm never going to play those drums. I'm not even allowed to look at those drums. You know, I'm not allowed to touch them. So um, you have to kind of think about what your campaign goal and target means when it trickles down to your members and their families. And that's why those big, sexy types of goals, uniforms, trucks, trailers, big uh, trips, and trips in the in the uh, context of um, offsetting or subsidizing chaperones, directors, equipment transportation, things that are universal overhead for the entire trip. Uh, maybe you bring some administrators on your bowl game trip. That's always a good move, by the way. Um, I've done that. And I think that, you know, you really need to think programmatically about how you want to utilize your campaign. You might only get one good shot every couple of years at a big capital campaign, that's not to say you can't run campaigns every year. Or every We have groups that run them every six months for different ensembles. So um, you can, it can be done, um, but you just have to really think carefully about what you're going to do. All right. So hopefully this was helpful. Um, this is a conversation and a discussion. We really try to counsel and partner with our ensembles that we work with. And we're happy to have these conversations with you as well. So if you want, you can reach out to me, my email address is Brian with an I, Brian at fansraise.com. And we're always happy to lend a hand, lend an ear. Uh, if you have some ideas for a campaign, you just want to kick them around a little bit and, and see what resonates, that's fine. Um, but we're here to help. So uh, we are going to be getting back to podcasts at least weekly. We're going to go back to um, the short form narrative uh, format. And then we will be mixing in some more longer form interviews as well. I've got some people lined up. It's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. And uh, frankly, maybe you learn a couple of things. Um, so keep the questions coming. Uh, please keep us in mind for the fall as uh, we head down the road toward the restart of school and your next, your next performing arts season, whenever that might be, whatever that might be. So until then... This is Brian Gilbert from Fans Rays. Everyone have a 